but he's just a little bit wingy. Wingy. And a big shout out to Wingy as well. Real hardcore. I like Wingy. Posts his predictions and things up. I like Wingy. He's good. I like people like that a little bit off the cuff. Who he's just the biggest boxing nut I've ever met. Came to London looking for static and ain't nobody say nothing. And he a chomp. Let's go champ. Have a good day. <laughs> Wingy's boxing bites. What's good people? What is good? Now every now and then you get a special feeling about a fighter that you're speaking to. So let me say that. Let me lay this down now. Remember where you first heard your interview of Melissa Odessa Parker. Your boy, Wingy. I've got a feeling about this young lady. Very talented fighter, hard hitter. Early on in her pro game, but she's got a lot of fight expert. She's doing MMA as well. Check out the interview. Introducing... Melissa Odessa Parks. Wingy Boxing for Wingy's Boxing Bites podcast. And we are taking a trip to Brooklyn. Are you in Brooklyn, Melissa? I'm not currently in Brooklyn, but I am from Brooklyn, New York. Okay. We're taking, where are you at the moment? I am in Florida. We're taking a trip to Florida. I know it's going to be, I know it's going to be Texas, Brooklyn or Florida. I know it's going to be one of them. Um, to speak to Melissa Parker, challenging for the vacant IBO World Female Bantamweight title. How are you, Melissa, today? I am doing really well. It's been an awesome camp. I did a two-month camp and everything came together um, before fight week, which is what you want. So my weight's good. I'm feeling good and I'm just ready to grab that belt and earn it come Saturday. So first of all, let's sort of start. So how long were you in Texas just to get people to get a feel for your life? Because you were born in Texas, weren't you? Is that correct? I'm actually from Brooklyn, New York. All right. My mom had moved us to Connecticut and that's where I learned about amateur boxing and started. But then we moved back to New York. And from there, I wound up joining the military. So I was in the Marines and I was also in the Army. Okay, okay, cool. Right, okay. I got it, I got it. So how long have you been boxing? Is it for like most half of your life you've been boxing? I think I've read or heard you say in an interview. T- tell us about your amateur plaudits. So I started boxing in the amateurs around 14 years old while I was in high school and I made the US team. I'm a nine time national champion. I've run one ringside world multiple times. I made the women's world team twice and I left the amateurs with a record of 89 and 22. And I just turned pro last year, August. I love how you just say nine time national champion, just like that. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Okay. That's an achievement though, isn't it? You, so for the level I fought in, It's an achievement, but at the same time, I look at how many nationals I competed in collectively. So when I say nine-time national champion, that's nice. But in my head, I'm always like, man, I should be a 14-time. Right, I understand. You want want, want more, yeah. So I hold a lot of pride in that because I know it's still a great accomplishment, but I always want more. So now that I'm a pro, I look forward to it because at the end of the day, I fell short for the Olympics. 
I didn't meddle at Worlds. Now I have a chance as a pro to be a world champion. And it's a great feeling because I have more of a pro style. Where did the whole boxing thing begin for you? What made you want to, to start punching people in the head? Well, I grew up punching people. Yeah. <laughs> I'm from Brooklyn. So right, okay. you got a problem? I, I, I didn't want to cast assertions. <laughs> but um, when I was in Connecticut, I had only been there maybe a couple months tops. I didn't really know that many people yet. But one of the J.O. amateur champions, Marty Wilson, he had passed away and I attended his wake. And part of the wake was at an amateur boxing gym. And that's how I wound up learning about it. And I decided to try it out and I fell in love the first day and you could not get me out that gym since. It's a strange feeling for, for people who don't box pro. What, what was it that you enjoyed? Was it the competition? Because some people have said they like the pain, the rush it gives them. What made you want to continue, if you see what I'm saying, after that? I had tried different sports um, throughout my time in school up until college, and I never really found anything that really kept my attention and that I wanted to put all that much hard work into. And then I found boxing where I knew how to street fight, but now it takes restraint and discipline. There's a complexity to the sweet science. And I became fascinated with it, almost obsessed. So yeah. I wanted to be able to master it. I started competing and I love being able to travel and win all these titles. Women's boxing wasn't very popular when I started fighting in the amateurs. There wasn't even many female fights on television. So I wasn't really exposed to the professional ranks until later on in my career. Okay. When you say you knew how to street fight, was this just a case of like scraps at school or was there serious incidents sort of like as you got younger? Well, unfortunately, where I grew up, I was very different. I looked different. Um, I grew up in a predominantly black neighborhood and I was the mixed light skinned girl. So I had to fight a lot and I had to stand up for right. myself because here we were. Um, I'm the first mixed person in my family outside of the Hispanic race. So my family looks Hispanic and we move into a black neighborhood. And I'm like, right, okay, yeah, yeah. Doing to me. <laughs> so a lot of people didn't know how to take me when I was young. Like, what are you? And I'm like, I'm. <laughs> what are you? <laughs> <laughs> you know, right. so I'm the proud Afro Latina who has cultural roots in both the black community and the Hispanic community. And I love representing it, but I had to learn the hard way to accept who I am in my upbringing. So I got into a lot of fights defending myself. Do you, do you like uh, hip hop and rap? Do I, I do, but I'm more old school. Like I like NWA, um, Jay-Z, all of those. And I'm also into alternative rock. So I listen to a lot of that. I have a very eclectic taste in music. So I listen to a lot of things. Just when you said Latino, I just thought of my favorite rapper of all time. Big pun. Rest in peace, big pun, man. Oh, man. Yeah. You Borica, have... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Oh, I love pun. I love pun. All right. So what's your coaching training setup at the moment? Who trains you? What, what What's your team promotional wise and whatnot? So for this fight, I'm training under head coach Kenny Johnson and also under Flacco. And I'll be fighting for um, title 
title fight night two that's in miami under signature punch promotions and going after those belts that's my team for this fight and we're a new team but we just clicked so when i met coach kenny i wasn't supposed to train in florida but after a few days they had a one week um training camp for us so everyone could meet each other who had joined the promotion under gary lewis so when i was training with uh, kenny i was just like wow i really believe we could get me where i need to be and i was right on the money because what he brings out of me i haven't had in a while so we just were a good fit now i've uh, seen some of your fights but how would you describe your style to say some of the uk audience who might not have seen you fight what 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 they got to look forward to well <laughs> i'm vicious i like to get in there and i like to be like a dog i'm gonna be on you i'm gonna be trying to <laughs> knock your head off but at the same time i also know how to box i know how to fight long range i know how to fight on the inside i know how to mix it up I trained for everything that could possibly happen in the ring. So no matter what you bring to me, um, I have this diversity where I'll be able to respond. I saw one of your fights. I think it was the Britney Sims fight. And the uh, for somebody like me who's been watching boxing all my life, you can kind of see when a punch, punch has got a natural power. And you landed that shot and it almost like she just short circuited that short. I think it was a short left hand, wasn't it? That, that it started was, it. it yeah. Do, do you plan for that sort of shot when, when, when you're boxing or does it just come naturally? Or was you looking for that? Because that was a really sweet knockdown. Thank you. I never actually look for the knockdown, but I know I'm strong. So I always look to increase my power. I take the time out to learn how to be powerful, how to generate power from the bottom up because if you're throwing arm punches, nothing's gonna be behind it. So I've learned to sit down on it and it helps showcase my power. So when I pinpoint and my accuracy is on point, when I do land and connect, that's that's the end result. <laughs> that's, it, that's it, okay, okay. So if this was an introduction to you as a person for the UK fans, how would your closest friends describe you? <laughs> Oh, wow. I'm a ball of fire. <laughs> I my mind. I'm very passionate, almost to a fault, as I've been told. But they will say that I'm real and that I am who I am. What you see is really just me, Melissa Odessa. And I love what I do. What well, you, you've you bounced between MMA and boxing. Do you do MMA pro uh, professionally? I've had one pro fight. I lost by split decision. That's what happens when you leave it up to the judges sometimes. So the next time I get back in there, I'm going to have to just go straight savage. But I also had two amateur MMA fights back in 2015 and 2016. But I made the world team and I was so busy with boxing, I had to take a break. And when I resumed, I had back-to-back -back injuries, one from boxing and one from MMA. That took me out for almost four years. So I guess the next natural question would be, it's, it's obviously, I have to ask you, the um, performance from Clarissa Shields, what did you think of her going in there, doing the MMA at the level she's at in boxing, if you get what I mean? She's at a, at a peak in boxing. What, 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 what did you think of that? She's in a different predicament because she's a world champion. She's a yeah. two-time, you know, Olympian. 
there's not many women like her. There's really not anyone like her. The closest is Kaylee Taylor, but she has an interest in MMA. I would have liked to see her train a little longer in it, but I thought she did well. She was tested. She fought against a purple belt. Um, she fought against someone who had experience, who knows how to react in different situations, and she held her own. She knew she was down in the rounds. She was honest with herself, but she got the job done, and that's the beauty of MMA. Anything can happen. But she came out in that third round and she said, you're not taking it from me. And she showed why she's on the level she is. So it was really, I enjoyed watching it. I was a little nervous, but man, she came out there and she showed that she belongs in the octagon. And I look forward to seeing how she progresses. I've tried MMA. I've tried several times, but I'm I'm, I'm like the Queensbury rules. I just prefer the nice... Uh, the, the order of boxing when I see elbows going in and elbows to the back of the head bit too much for me vi vi visually but you you like both and I think I've heard you say or read that you you don't pick either boxing or MMA you like both is that right equally um I what I love about MMA is that I get to train in so many different disciplines I've been boxing for 20 years on and off there's not much you could teach me but you can remind me you can sharpen me up you can tune me. Right. I see what you're saying. Me, yeah. I'm learning so much, but I do consider myself a traditional boxer. I refuse to incorporate MMA styles into my boxing. I don't feel it's needed. If anyone else does it, that's fine. But I love what boxing is and what makes it as good as it is because boxing isn't going anywhere. It's been around for the longest. It's one of the oldest sports in history. So I enjoy it. But MMA is just something new and exciting for me with less rules. And I'm also former military. So I've had comments. Oh, okay. Okay. So it oh. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah, you did say at the beginning, didn't you? Yeah. So um, what, what did you do in the military again? Sorry. Oh, I, think. Um, I worked on generators while I was in both branches and I was also on their boxing team. Oh, wow. Okay. Okay. So you're fighting in the military, street scraps back in the day, MMA, pro boxing. Wow. I've okay. all my life for this. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Okay. So um, if, if I could just ask you, we, we, we've got a lot of excitement over here with women's boxing. Obviously you mentioned Katie Taylor, um, there's some names in your division, like Shannon Courtenay, our uh, current WBA bantamweight champion. What are your thoughts on her as a fighter? And did you see her fight with Ebony Bridges? I did. And I actually just recently watched her fight against Rachel Ball, which was such an exciting fight. Um, kudos to both women for putting on such a great performance. When she went against Ebony Bridges, it just showed her lack of experience because she was making adjustments that actually hurt her and gave Ebony more of the advantage and allowed the fight to be closer. From the first round, there were things she'd done that she should have kept doing, but she kept making these adjustments and changing it up that threw her off. I'm not in that position. I've been doing this for so long, I have an understanding of how to adjust and what to do in those moments. So while she looked good against competition that's on her level, I don't see her being victorious against me because she wouldn't be able to adjust as quickly and bring anything to me that would throw me off. But I want that WBA because I want to be a super champion. <laughs> because it was from, from, from the outside in, she's got a very um, 
it seemed in that particular fight, it's interesting that you said it actually, because I watched an interview of hers and I think it was today. And she said that she wishes she'd fought differently because as you just said, then she allowed it to be closer, but she's got a strong, aggressive style. Do, do you, I guess it's silly asking, does that sort of style concern you? Would you go head on with that or would you box? I guess it, ha whatever happens in the ring, is that how it works with you? I haven't, I take um, every fight one, um, one fight at a time. Okay. So I, I don't look at a game plan until I actually have an opponent. But because of my amateur background, I still train for various styles, even in this training camp, which helped me because we had a change of opponent, you know, three weeks out from fight time looking for someone. So because I was able to do that and spar with different ranges of people who weighed anywhere from 115 pounds to 145 pounds, different styles, I'm well prepared. So if I have someone that wants to be more of a brawler and I expect them to be a boxer, I can adjust. What do you think of Ebony Bridges as a fighter uh, uh, and from what you've seen of her as a person? She's very popular over here. She's, she's got a lot, lot of support. Do you, I think I heard you say in an interview that you're not looking to fight her unless she's got a title. Do you, do you still stand by that? I do. Right now she's building. I think she has a lot of talent. Before she fought um, Courtney, I kept telling people, Y'all sleeping on this girl. There's something about her. She can fight. Like, I see it. And then she went and fought her. And everyone was like, wow, this girl just isn't a pretty face who speaks up for herself and what she believes in. She's a fighter. She's a boxer. And I believe she earned that respect. So if she has more experience and develops a little bit more and she does have a title or becomes a mandatory for me when I have my titles, I'd love to face her. I think we could potentially put on one of the biggest wars in women's boxing because I know when she comes, she's coming to fight. I don't have to worry about her running and ducking me and trying to play the, the amateur game when it was back to the point system. Mm. She's going to come in there. And she's going to look for openings and I'm going to look for openings. And it's going to be one of those situations of made the best fighter win that night. It's funny. Like I'm, I'm not a promoter. I just, I'm just a podcast guy. I do a little bit of boxing interview fighters, but I kind of get my promoter's head on when I see you talking, you're very articulate, clear, confident. And I know how the UK audience uh, react to fighters like yourself and a press conference between you and Ebony Bridges, Shannon Courtney would be great. Now, obviously you've got a fight that you've, that, that's coming up. I'm sort of thinking in the future, but obviously you must have one part of your mind where you think about maybe you'd like to do something in the UK because the fans over here, as we're known worldwide, are absolutely nuts for boxing. Yeah, most definitely. I never underestimate any opponent. No. But if I don't beat Kalista... I should not be talking the way I talk. I don't feel she's on my level. I think she has a lot of experience. She's very durable. And she's going to allow the world to see just what level I'm on when I beat her. Because she can fight. She has some power and pop to her. She's durable. Only three people have stopped her in her entire career. So it says a lot about her. I am looking past this fight, though, because I know I'm going to win. This is a stepping stone. <laughs> I've never, <laughs> I rarely hear fighters say that because we, we, we as interviewers, we approach that uh, subject of the next fight cautiously because we don't want to make a fighter say they're looking past it. But you just said you, you, you are looking past it. I'm already <laughs> looking at unifications, super <laughs> champions, on the 
it? What weight class am I going to go to next after I defend a few times? I'm in a different position than a lot of women. I'm 34 and I've been boxing over 20 years. Wow. Okay. I have three to five years left in me and I'm okay with accepting that reality. So I don't have time to waste. I'm not looking to pad up my record. I'm not looking for experience. I got that in the amateurs. Most of the amateurs I I fought are now world champions, Olympians, top up and coming prospects. Mm-hmm. I don't think there's anyone as tough as the people I fought in the amateurs that I'm gonna face in the pros, especially right now as I'm building up to being a world champion. So those are the kind of fights I want and that's what excites me. I have to be excited at this point to keep doing, to keep competing in this sport. I I want world belts, that's all that matters to me. So I just wanna keep fighting, I wanna stay active and I wanna accomplish all my goals for the pros. Savannah Marshall, what are your thoughts on her? I know it's a different white class, just your your thoughts on her. What would you think? I think that she is a really good fighter, but I hope they don't move her too fast because it's easy to look good against someone who took a long lay layoff. If Melissa Hernandez had not taken off as long as she had and made that her first fight, I know she had one fight prior, but one fight against that type of athlete you have to do more because you have to be on point. Anyone that fights Savannah, you have to do a full training camp. She's not someone you take on as a last minute opponent. She knows how to strike, she's solid, she doesn't fear anyone, and she goes in there with the mindset to break you down. I think she's gonna do really well. I hope to see her fight other world champions. I know that Clarissa Shields is a big name everyone's talking about. I'm too small for her. I wish I was bigger because I'd love to fight in the bigger weight classes because there's so (laughs) much going on. But unfortunately, me holding weight anywhere past 130 is really difficult for me. But like I said, I like Savannah and I think she's going to continue doing really well in the division. I just don't think she's ready. Um, I don't think she's as good as people make it seem because she's still making some mistakes that can hurt her when she has stiffer competition. How do you think the Clarissa Shields fight goes if, if slash when that happens? I have no idea. It depends on which version of Clarissa we get. Right. There's fights where I look at Clarissa and I go, wow, she is improving as a professional. Look at that. And then there's fights with Clarissa where I'm like, come on, Clarissa, like show me more, do more. She's bad no matter which version you get. But Savannah, is also a fighter that you could say is kind of on her level. So we're going to have to just see how it comes out because both ladies are going to bring out their best. I know I'm going to watch it, though. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. So we're, we're really excited for that one over here in the UK. We, we can't wait. Okay, your February 2nd fight um, in Orlando, you, you defeated uh, veteran Maria Roman. Could you tell us about that for those who didn't see the fight? Sort of talk us through how that went. Oh, wow. That was a roller coaster ride. We had offered her the fight and she accepted, but the IBF came back and notified her that if she fought me because I didn't meet the prerequisites in order to fight for the IBF or world title, if I had fought her, they would strip her of her title. So she actually pulled out from fighting me. So I had went through a training camp um, thinking I was fighting someone else. The week, literally fight week, she comes and says, hey, I'll fight you. 
I wasn't going to turn that down. So I think Tuesday of that fight, and we fought Friday or Saturday, I accepted the fight. She had been in a full training camp, and we went in there and we hashed it out, and I pulled out a majority decision against her, and I'm hoping to face her again and this time take her belt. Just like that, okay. And your next opponent, what do you know of uh, your, your your next opponent, uh, Silgado, Solicitor Silgado? What, what would you know of her? I know that Silgado is durable. She knows how to put her punches together and she will put her weight behind it. I just know that she's going to get hit by me <laughs> and she's not going to have the best defense for me. Her defense really isn't there. She leaves her body open. She leaves, she brings her hands down. The more she punches, the more she leaves herself open. So there's a lot of things she does, even if she keeps it tight, she once she starts punching, she opens up. So it's going to be a good fight to see because she likes to try to catch you on the way out. And I know that with my fight style, that's a lot of the times I get caught. I get caught on the exit. And that's something I had to work on this camp. So I'm interested to see if she's going to be able to do that or if everything I've been working on in training camp is going to come together so that when she does try to throw her punches at the end of my combos, she'll just be hitting air. You've got a future whenever the boxing journey is done for you in punditry. Has anyone ever said that to you? Because you really, really analyse fighters. Have you, know, have you noticed that about yourself? Like the way you're talking about the styles, like really go into detail. Have you noticed that you do that? Yeah, and I, you know, I, I've heard that. I'm just, I love this sport. This isn't a sport you come into to play. This mm. is serious. You're getting hit and you're getting hit in your head, you know, you're getting hit to your body where you can break bones. I don't take this lightly. So when I go in there, I want to understand what I'm doing. Right. Yep. Relate to a person what I'm doing. That shows me I don't have an understanding. I'm a professional now. So it's my job to put in my due diligence and understand what I'm capable of doing and how I can execute because I love to perform and I want to put on the best performance possible. And finally, here's a quote. Life can only be understood backwards, but it must be lived forwards. Could you explain that? I fell short for the Olympics. I made the world team, didn't medal. I didn't make the Pan Am team. Those are the top three um, tournaments that you can compete in as an amateur. So now I'm pro. It's a clean slate. I don't care about the amateurs. I care about the pros. So now I'm learning from my experience, but it's only going to help me towards being a world champion. And I always keep that mindset because I also haven't always made the best decisions. I haven't always put myself in the best mindset and done everything I needed for a fight. So I always keep that as a reminder. You can't change the past, but you could use your current to dictate your future. Well, hopefully you keep it real for us when the success happens, because <laughs> I can already see all the UK outlets jumping all over you, the, the way you talk, your fighting style. Uh, hopefully when you're walking around with all the belts, shiny and glistening, you remember the wingy boxing podcast and come back and we can do this again, hopefully. Most definitely. And hopefully we'll be talking about my experience in the UK because I cannot wait for that opportunity. Oh, fantastic. Where can people get hold of you on social media? You can follow me both on Instagram and Twitter at Melissa Odessa. 
people check out wingy's boxing bites podcast available on apple spotify all your podcast services uh melissa thank you so much for your time and uh, we look forward to speaking to you again in the future best of luck for your championship fight this weekend thank you and thank you for having me thank you very much i mean the footwork and lighty glided around that ring hitting him with jabs at will touching him explosive with it it was like shades of arlene the way he was moving, moving.